You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from tripadvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? Well, you're going to learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections and meet the woman of your dreams. Here's your host, me, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about online dating versus actually meeting women in person. And if you're an avid listener of the podcast, this is a topic that I bring up from time to time. You know, I do talk about the differences between meeting girls in person versus online dating. If you have been listening for a long time, a lot of my advice is given to guys about offline dating, meeting girls in person, just because I, to be honest, don't know that much about how to date online. I didn't do much of it. I really learned through the method of being able to meet women in person. And so from my experiences you know, that I share with you, that's where it comes from. And I don't think there's anything wrong with online dating. I think it's a great tool to have to be able to meet more women. You know, my methodology is saying, hey, use every tool available to you to be able to meet women, whether that's apps, online dating, in-person setups, speed dating, any kind of event, whatever it is, through friends, through your social circle, all great ways. But I believe in the idea of stressing the importance of meeting women in person because you build more skill set that way. Skill set meaning your skill of interacting with a woman, your skill set of communicating, your skill set of overcoming your fear. A lot of guys will use online dating because it's easy, not because of the advantage of, oh, it's uh, you know another way of meeting women, right? I don't think guys are thinking of it as another way to meet women. I think guys are usually using it as a crux because it's really easy to meet women uh, through online dating. You know, flicking your Thumb right, or you know, just creating a quick profile and messaging some girls, it's technically easier. Although I don't know if it, it gets you the results you want. I've had a lot of guys complain that they only do online dating and they still don't see results. So they end up going and finally learning how to meet women in person. So we'll go more into this. I'm going to talk about a little study that was done talking about the comparison between online dating and offline dating. So we'll get into that. Today's episode. We're going to be doing a few segments. That's right. So I haven't done this in a few episodes, but we're going to be doing some segments, some cool stuff I want to share with you today that I found interesting. And when I find something interesting, I know that you're going to find it interesting. So let's get into it. There is some random facts that I like to pull off the internet. And, you know, I don't even cite any sources for something like this because I just think it's fun to pull off random facts. In fact, there is a reason why I pulled this one off because I want you To not believe everything you read off the internet is true, unless there was an actual study that you see. Like you, you got to understand when you're going online, it you know it'll say studies say this and studies have shown this. But if you don't have a link to the actual study, and for a lot of places online, they will link to the actual scientific study. So if they link to a study that looks like it's in a journal format of a scientific study and you're reading it and it's starting to sound really kind of boring or not as interesting or very difficult to get through, you probably found the actual study, okay? So it's funny, you know, you end up finding these studies that are able to somehow quantify communication and dating and interactions. They, they figure out a way to do it so it can actually be a scientific study. 
And uh, as interesting as it might be to hear the results of a study, not always that interesting to, to read it. So if you found something like that, you're in the right place, which means that you know it's a study, which means that it's something that you can actually uh, believe in. But if you find a random fact like the one I'm going to show you now, don't always take it to heart. Here's the random fact that I found. Studies show that women are more attracted to men in the color blue. Now, I'm saying this to you on a podcast about dating advice. So you might think that, hey, this is your new tip. Start wearing more blue, right? There you go. That's going to be a good tip for you to get more women. Start wearing blue. However, I'm really only saying this as a way to show you that I don't want you to read things like this and believe that this is what you need to do. Can you imagine that now the color blue is the thing that controls you? Could you imagine that now the only way to attract women in your life is to wear the color blue? Like magically, you wear the color blue and you go up to a girl and you just say hi. And she's like, wow, I like this guy. Now, of course, I know that if this is a real study, that it doesn't happen that way. It's just kind of one of those things that maybe helps, right? Okay, it might, it might assist in the process of attraction if you're wearing something that's blue. It might help, but let's be honest. We all know that that's not going to do much. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to move the needle that much in terms of you being able to attract this girl more. So I never want you to read something like this and think, okay, now this will help in being able to attract a girl like it's some weird magic trick. No, you still have to be able to understand how attraction works. You're going to still have to be able to communicate with her on a level that makes it flirtatious, that gets her interested in you, that gets her invested in you. You're going to have to learn how to be able to use some of the things I talk about in my Hooked program, which you can check out at getterhooked.com. And that is my TED, TED, Tension, Entertainment, and Dominance, right? These are, these are ways of being able to build attraction with a girl, right? Building tension, entertaining yourself, and being dominant in the interaction. If you want to learn more about that, go to getterhooked.com and you can learn there. But that is the real way to attract a girl, not just by wearing blue. So when you read things like this online, you know, really be cautious here. I mean, again, sure, wear blue if you want to, but but if you're going to use that as a crutch, the problem here is that you're never going to learn how to build this skill. And that's what we want you to do. And that's kind of what this episode is really all about, about building the skill. You know, like I said, you're not going to really build the skill that much if you are just doing a lot of online dating and not being able to meet girls in person. Okay, so let's go ahead and segue over to the study that was done. And I'm going to read this to you from what I found on the internet, and then we'll talk about it as we go over. So it's called Online Dating versus Conventional Dating, which is funny because I bet you in the next 20 years, conventional dating will be online dating. It's going to be weird to meet people offline and completely the norm to meet people online. I bet you that's how it's going to go because we're doing everything from our phones and from the internet these days. And, you know, going to a mall or going to a store is like weird now. It's like, why don't you just order that from Amazon? You know, so everything uh, that's really offline is getting a little bit more weird and less conventional. Anyways, let's get into it. A group of psychologists from several major institutes in the United States studied how online dating compared to offline dating in terms of the process and success rate. The study found that online dating differed from conventional dating in several ways. First, online dating expanded the field of eligible matches beyond an individual's social network. In the past, an individual was typically limited to people connected to his or her social circle. 
Secondly, interactions no longer depended on singles being in proximity to each other or even awake at the same time. Third, conventional dating required an individual to use his or her intuition, preferences, and opinions to select potential dates. In contrast, online dating allowed singles to use site tools to find matches based on algorithms. These algorithms can also detect the difference between users' stated preferences and their actual behavior when it comes to the profiles they show interest in. All right, now, all obvious stuff, right? That's that's not going to be mind-blowing to you, right? It's like, yes, obviously, online dating helps you find people who are not from your social circle, and you know, you're going to find people who are not literally next to you, but, but someone you can meet at any time of the day, right? Obviously. Well, let's continue here. Overall, the study found that there were benefits to online dating, but also significant drawbacks. The first drawback was that it is difficult to minimize deception in online dating and exclude users who have substance abuse issues or a criminal past. The second was that converting users to successful relationships actually goes against the company's desire for profit as they will lose users. I found that funny. As a result, the stated goal of a dating site conflicts with the actual business model. Third, success stories seem to occur in spite of a site's methodology in regards to access, communications, and matching rather than because of them. Finally, users cannot tell from a profile or online messaging whether someone is actually a compatible match. People do not know whether they actually connected with the person until they met in person. I'm going to repeat that, by the way. People do not know whether they actually connected with the person until they met in person. It's like, yes, duh, right? I mean, I'm not saying duh to the study, but this is important for you to know, right? Of course, of course. You can only connect with someone when you meet them in person. Just reading statistics or how well someone can write or or looking at some girls' pictures online, I mean, that's not going to do much for you. Sure, if you're just looking to meet a hot girl, but if you're looking for more than that and knowing whether you're not, you're going to be successful with a girl, I mean, you're never going to know. You just will never know until you meet in person. I don't care if sites like OkCupid have like 80% match rate or 90%, you know, you can actually find out how compatible you are with people. It's just you're never going to know till you're in person because that's what really counts. We can sit here and fabricate an entire profile. I bet you you've done it too. I bet you you've said some little white lies about your profile or you only showed your best pictures. You know, it's like if we were to be completely honest with our dating profiles, we would show our worst pictures, our best pictures, so we know the whole range of what a person looks like. We would say everything about us. But even still then, I believe you will not know until you meet in person whether or not this is going to be a match for you. Okay, so it says here again, also most matched couples fail to connect in person, right? That's what happens. Okay, continuing on. As a result, online dating algorithms do work in that they weed out bad matches, but they cannot predict if the positive matches will lead to a relationship. Online messaging can foster intimacy, but users cannot interpret body language and nonverbal cues without face-to-face interaction, right? So again, that's saying that you can't really connect or understand how a person is or what they're thinking or feeling until you're in person with them because online dating is so new, but connecting with people is thousands and thousands of years old. So our brains were only meant to understand and connect with people in person, not just over some digital interactions. Okay, last paragraph here. So far, this study found that there's no data that suggests online dating sites provide more compatible matches compared to traditional dating. Overall, online dating's biggest contribution is that it introduces people who may have not met otherwise and it facilitates a rapid transition to -to face-to-face interactions. Boom. I've been saying this for so long, and it was just nice to find this. It was nice to find this in terms of it 
really confirming my thoughts and opinions on what online dating is and how it should be used. Yes, definitely. It's great because it, it does help you, you know, find more people to connect with faster. You know, you might go out to a bar, you might go out during the day, you might approach 10 girls and only match with one. However, it's funny, you know, as I'm saying this, it's almost the same thing with online dating because you can message about 50 girls and only a couple will respond. But what are you doing? You're just doing it in the comfort of your own home and not doing it in person. So that's the only difference there. Okay, but again, what I'm trying to say here is that online dating is good to meet people maybe faster and weed out through people who you don't like. You know, if you find a girl that, for example, smokes, well, you'll know that faster through online dating. You know, you might not know that if you meet someone in person right away. You might find out some of those things later on. However, it's only a weed out system online dating is. It's all it is. It's only a weed out system. It just gives you a better shot at some girls, but doesn't guarantee a connection. Okay. And so while you might make the argument, well, trip isn't that better than, I mean, you're at least getting, you know, further along in the process by meeting more girls who you have a better chance with. And yeah, I, I do understand that argument, but again, I want to go back to being able to build this skill in person because you're not building that skill. What happens when you go out and you finally do see a girl that you want to approach and talk to, or even forget that argument. Imagine that you're just finally meeting these girls in person who you've weeded out and you're finally with them. It's not like game over. You got them on a day from online dating. No, the work begins right there. So the work is beginning with online dating the second that you meet them in person. And the work that starts when you meet someone offline is right there when you first meet them in person. So really, you're going to end up in a situation where you're with them in person. You need to learn how to connect with them in that human-to-human physical contact interaction. So I just wanted to bring this up to you. Again, I'm not trying to bash online dating. I just want to say that you put it on the side. That's a way to meet girls. Apps is a way to meet girls through friends and families, a way to meet girls, events, social circle. But cold approach is really the number one. It really is. And it's interesting because you only find a lot of information about cold approach, meeting girls through a lot of like pickup artistry and things like that. It's hard to find information on that that's not just geared towards pickup. Again, not that pickup is completely bad. There's a lot of good principles to learn there. But here's your resource now to be able to learn how to be your genuine self without having to use any kind of techniques that don't really gel with you, right? So that's what this podcast is all about. So yeah, there you go. There's there's some of my thoughts on offline dating versus online dating. Now you kind of know, and I'm sure it's something I'll continuously bring up. All right, let's move on to the next segment, which I call Quora Users Ask. And this is where I go to Quora and I see what guys are asking and I kind of answer it myself and, and try to help you out. All right, so a guy asked, I like one girl, but she is not in my circle of people I know. How should I talk to her without being creepy? And this is interesting because I talked about this uh, in the past couple episodes about how to talk to girls without being creepy, and here it comes up. But I, I just wanted—I wanted to mention this this question from Quora uh, because I liked it. Because I liked that. Because I know that's a big question for guys. You know, it's like there's this one girl, and she's not like in your circle. So how do you talk to her without being a creep? I know what his real question is. His fear isn't just being creepy. His real fear is rejection. I think that's what it is. Like, if you really go deep down inside, like, I don't think this guy thinks he's going to creep her out. I just think he's just coming up with anything that's in his mind that says that he's going to get rejected. Maybe this is something I should have talked about a little bit deeper on the last episode. We talked about being creepy, but really, that's that's the big issue here. I know that that you're probably thinking you're not a creepy guy. I'm guessing if you're listening to this, 
I don't think you think you're creepy. I don't think guys think that they're creepy. They're just afraid to do something that is going to get them rejected because you fear rejection, which I completely understand. Now, I want to say this, okay? How should this guy do it? I mean, listen, if you listen to this podcast or watching any of my videos or you take my program, you know how to do it. It's really just about going up and introducing yourself and starting a conversation. It's not technically that hard. Emotionally, it's hard because we get scared to do it, but technically, it's very easy, right? So that guy just doesn't know how to do it. And, you know, my lesson here with this question is I, I hate this question. I mean, because this question just means, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not hating on the guy for asking it, but I hate that this guy is in a position for himself where he just sees one girl that he knows. And because he hasn't been practicing how to meet girls and he hasn't been talking to other girls or approaching other girls, he sees this one girl and he's like, okay, what do I do now? It's like, no, we should be hopefully at the point where you already know what to do instead of being like, oh no, there's this one girl and you put all your pressure and all of your emotions into this one girl. I see it all the time on my YouTube channel, by the way. All the time I see guys who are like, hey, there's this one girl. Hey, there's this one girl. I should do a whole episode. I actually probably will soon. And the whole episode is going to be probably titled, hey, there's this one girl. Or the most common question I get uh, with uh, in the past six years, which is, hey, there's this one girl. What do I do to get her attracted? What do I do to talk to her? It's the same as any other girl. It's all the same. It's just that right now you don't know how to go over there and talk to her. So because she's not in your social circle, it's kind of more of a colder approach. And so it's way more difficult for you. So the way I'm going to answer this question is you approach her just like any other girl. Go up to her and say hello. Say anything that's going to get you into conversation. Really anything. The first thing you can think of. Right? Again, if you don't want to be creepy, listen to the episode that I uh, talked about in terms of being creepy a couple episodes ago. So just look on iTunes or look on Stitcher and find the word creepy and it's there. And I talk about it. Go deep into that. You know, just give you quick answers right now. Just don't say anything that you think is going to be weird, anything overtly sexual or anything that's going to be about like death or anything that's going to be just completely weird and off topic. And you know what the answer is to that. We all do, right? We all do. Just stay away from those topics and you'll be fine. I promise you. All right, let's go into our next segment, which I call quotations. Quotations. And here's a quote that I really liked. It's, uh, it's by Unknown, and it's uh, kind of deep. And I'll leave you with this. The quote is, sometimes the things we can't change end up changing us. Yeah, I know. It's a little cheesy. It is. It's a little cheesy, but I liked it because it has some deeper meaning behind it. Sometimes the things we can't change they end up changing us. So what does that mean? Well, think about what it means to you. I'll tell you what it means to me. Well, I do believe that most things in life are in your control. You do have control, but sometimes the things that we can't change and the things that we can't end up, uh, you know, for example, you can't change how tall you are. You can't change how a girl treats you, right? There's no, you don't have any control over anything external. Things will happen to you, and you don't know what's going to happen. The only thing you have control over is yourself. So how does that change us? How does that actually change us when there's things we know that we can't change? Well, it makes us stronger. It makes us able to, to be able to deal with what is, to sit in reality and say, hey, this is what reality is. We're no longer in denial of what is and what isn't. And so when we're not in denial anymore of what's going on in our life, 
well, then we can make impactful changes and know that we're in control of the things that you know we can change and make things better. What can you change? You can change your mindset. You can change the way that you grow and the way that you learn, right? Okay, maybe you know you think that you're five five and you can't get girls because you know lots of girls say, "Oh, I I only date guys who are six feet or taller." Or maybe you heard somewhere that women like taller men, and so what do you do? You just give up? No, you don't, right? You change your mindset. You learn, hopefully, that attraction is not about looks and about money, right? But instead, it's about the way that you act. It's about your inner qualities and displaying your personality. By the way, I talk about that all in complete detail in my program called Hooked, which you can check out at getterhooked.com. But you understand how attraction works, and then you take back control, and you say, what can I do? What can I do? What can I change? What is something that I can do in the real world to get what I want? And that ends up changing you for the better and that ends up getting you the results that you want in your life. So whatever it is, right? So again, sometimes the things that we can't change, they end up changing us. I hope that helps you on this uh, Saturday for listening to this on the actual day it comes out live. Hope you learned something about offline dating and online dating. And I hope this episode was good for you. Please, if you are interested in leaving me feedback, you can do that. You can go to How to Talk to Girls in iTunes or Stitcher. And I check the reviews and I like to read them because they make me happy, even if they're bad, which uh, usually they're not because you guys are awesome. But if they are bad, I'll read them. I don't care. I'll read them out loud. I'll say... I'll say what's good and what's bad. I am definitely down to hear any feedback that you got. So go ahead, leave a review, and we'll go ahead and try to shut it out. Okay, here's one right now. Overall direction from It's Dan Choi. He gave five stars. Here's what he said. He said, I like the general direction Trip is taking at the podcast with less emphasis on short-term flings and drilling into more meaningful long-term relationships. The Paradox of Choice episode has helped me differentiate when to have that famous abundance mentality he has talked about so much versus when to know when to stop looking. At 35, I'm still transitioning between the two and have struggled mightily over this paradox. The last two relationships I've been in, whether or not these women were enough or whether I'd be settling. Obviously, I'm still looking and still hopeful the insights here will help me find and keep the woman I've been looking for this entire time. Keep pushing and don't be afraid to explore what's true to your core. Thank you, Dan Choi. Uh, very well thought out review and hopefully you're listening to this now because i'm uh, reading off your review and i'll read off yours so leave me one in the review section thanks for listening see you next time